Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanza Di Tacchio. This is Leon Clary. And it is Sunday, December the 2nd. Once again, thanks so much for joining us in Champions League for Italian clubs, Europa League, Europa Conference League. Some surprises there. But the table is upside down. Um, some massive upsets this weekend. And uh, Giuliano's Nerazzurri are top of the table, which... We will break down. Uh, but first, we'd like to welcome back longtime friend Nick Cottis. Nick, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. Thanks for having me, boys. It's good to be back again. Well, we got a lot, back, Nick. We got a lot of we got a lot to debate tonight, guys. We got a okay. lot to debate. So let's let's just jump right in. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Champions League. So, Inter finishing in second place in their group. Giuliano, how do you feel about that? Ah, uh, the game itself went okay. I mean, Inter controlled Real Madrid for the most part throughout the entire game. They just cannot convert the goal scoring chances. The chances they created in City A that they score, they cannot for whatever reason translate it into Champions League. But I was overall I was happy with the in the game. I was happy with the display, but I was unhappy. Yeah, with the way the table ended after six games. Inter finishing in second, it makes it a lot more difficult in regards to who we're going to play, and that's what I'm a little bit disappointed with. But in the end, it's good that they got through. It, I think now they've won around $40 million uh, to go into to the transfer kitty and help pay off some of the debts that the club have incurred. So it's massive either way that they got into the next round of the Champions League. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's definitely a massive hurdle. I think they, they overcame a huge mental barrier. I mean, for the past few years, they just couldn't get over that hump. I don't think they, they they haven't been out of the group stage since 2010, correct, Jules? That's correct. Yeah, it's been so not long. It's been like it's been a it's been a nightmare for Nerazzurri fans in the uh, in the Champions League. So to get into the round of 16 uh, is huge for them. They are actually my dark horse. I, they are a team that I would not want to play. Yeah, I, I agree. The problem is now, but I'll have picked up that stupid red card, yes. which is gonna be a big hole in our midfield for the first leg of the the round of 16. Are you guys uh, are you guys thinking Inter takes Champions League seriously, or it's just uh, wherever, how far they can go, and is is better than, than not making the group league, the group stages, or out out the group stages? They're gonna take it serious hundred percent because, at the end of the day, the farther you go, the more money you're gonna get. They could double that, forty million up to I think as high as eighty nine million if they were to make a, a deep run. So. Inter need all the money they can get right now. The Scudetto, the Scudetto's not going to pay them anything. It's the Champions League going far, and that competition is what's going to make them the money. Do you think Inter could win this? Could win it this year? No. Okay. There's always a chance. Yeah. Like you, at the end of the day, you have your favorites: Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid's going to be up there. But you know what? All those teams have weaknesses, and I think if Inter can get their finishing sorted out. There's absolutely no reason why they they couldn't win it or make at least a deep run into the semis. There really isn't. No, they just got to fine-tune maybe some offensive it, There is a chance that Inter could repeat a treble season this year. There is a I, chance. A slight you chance. Do you guys believe or no? Uh, I believe. I don't. I, uh, I, I, got, I got controversial things to say about the Italian <laughs> teams that you might not like. But I still think the Italian teams are a class lower than the 
the other big teams. I, I, I believe that there is there is a bit of a difference there, Nick. But I'm I can guarantee you right now, if I'm Bayern Munich, if I'm ownership at Bayern Munich, I'm ownership in Madrid. I'm own like I I am one of those seated teams, even Liverpool. I'm looking at Inter and I'm saying that is not a team I want to play in the round of 16. That is not a team I want to get drawn with. I really believe that. I think they're the most threatening Italian team in the Champions League by far. Um, but quickly, we'll just jump over to AC Milan finishing fourth. You know, they, they, they carried themselves well in that game against Liverpool. But uh, talk about a golf. There, there is definitely a golf there between... Liverpool and AC Milan. AC Milan finishing fourth. They do not go through the Europa League passage, so they are out of Europe completely. They just have the Scudetto and uh, and the Coppa Italia now left. I think I think it was just I think AC Milan and their supporters can just be happy that they were back at that stage for from such a long dark time that even to participate. You know, have Milan as a name in the champions in the Champions League, despite it being not what it used to be. It's still an accomplishment to itself. Uh, it would have been nice to see them go through Europa League, but mm-hmm. uh, they were in a tough group. But all in all, uh, for the me for the Milan fans, I think uh, just being there was a kind of a breath of fresh air compared to what uh, they've been used to for the last few years. Yeah, no question about it, and. You know, it it looks. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit later, in 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 the in the match day recap. But uh, it looked the way the table looks. It, it, they look like they're sitting pretty comfortable for a top four finish. Anyway, you gotta just uh, tighten up some things back there. Anyways, on to the next team. This was a surprise to me, guys. So Zenit Saint Petersburg doing the favor to Juve. Juve went beating Malmo, and now Juve finished group winners in their group. What a coincidence! And and are now a seeded team. That is a that is a complete shock. Not nothing I expected. What what do you guys think about this? Was this just a fluke or? Yeah, it was a fluke. They lost. You know that yes, they beat Chelsea one 0 lucky win, and then they get smashed four 0 and then yeah, it required a bit of luck. Chelsea dropping points. UA finishing first. That way, I mean, it's huge. Now they're gonna get somewhat a more favorable draw. They have the likes of uh, RB Salzburg, Villarreal, Benfica, and Sporting Lisbon, and Atletico Madrid. Sorry, and PSG. So those are the teams they can draw. It's a lot better than the first place team. So no, UA, I... should, UA should be happy with that. But the way they're playing in Serie A, the way they've played in Champions League, it's, uh, it's a big fluke. But it's, it's beneficial to them in the end. It should help them progress, I think, outside the round of 16. We'll see tomorrow where they draw. Yeah. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you this question. Scudetto looks like it's out of the question for Juventus here. Do they put all their – Do they ha- can they make a run in Champions League and are they 110% focused on making a run in Champions League? I think the heart is there, but I think the reality is it. I don't think this Juve team is – I think it's hurting. I think uh, – uh, I think they are big uh, underachievers in the Champions League. I mean, I mean, we all know Juventus is the flag bearer for Italy in the Champions League, but I can't. I, I was just a kid the last time they won it, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Uh, I don't think they'll be able to do it. I, I think they'll be all in because they, they're Juve and they have to be all in. But uh, I just don't see them. I mean, I don't see them making a, a deep run. I'd be very surprised if they do. Okay, well said. Giuliano, thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to finances for Juve too. They're another team that's struggling with finances. Aaron Ramsey now, they're saying they're going to cut ties with him, cut his $450,000 million, sorry, $450, a week contract because they need the fund. Yeah. So for them, it's the same thing. Finishing top four in Serie A is going to be huge. They need to finish in the top four, so they are going to take Serie A 100% serious. But at the same time, Champions League as well, they're going to push as far as it can go because they need every dollar they can get from this competition to keep the squad fresh and to keep the, the finances flowing through the team. So it's, it's huge. Both competitions are going to be huge. They have to balance both. And rightfully so, they have the squad depth to do it. There's no excuse for Legby. They're the richest team in Serie A. So if any team could do it, it's them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens there. And then finally, heartbreak yet again. If you are a fan of that beloved club from Bergamo, Atalanta, dropping the ball here, in my opinion, uh, to Villarreal and have done enough to go into the Europa League. But uh, if you're Gasparini, I mean, Giuliano, you've been saying it all season. You even said it last year. The, the biggest problem with Atalanta with Gasparini is he doesn't know how to close out a game when it matters. And uh, we see this again. I mean, uh, Villarreal totally totally played the first part of the game. They played Atalanta off the park. And then you saw Atalanta come back to life. But just wasn't enough. It was too little, too late. And so Atalanta are in the Europa League. Uh, I guess the Europa League round of 32, we can call it. Um, yeah. and so they're, the, they're in the play-in for the round of 16. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts on this, uh, well... Other I than I told you so. Yeah, I know. I, that's pretty much it. I, I knew they would choke. I, I knew it. Emery's a more cunning coach. Gasparini, I don't... You know what? As good as his philosophy is, I honestly don't think he's a top-tier coach because he's shown many, many times he cannot close at a game. He dropped nine points uh, from leading positions in this Champions League this year alone. Yeah. So, it's not good enough. It really is not good enough from Gasparini. This team should be a lot better. The excuse of, oh, this is a team that's, you know, it's well run. They sell players, yada, yada. It's, it's all BS. They've made the farthest runs in Champions League compared to any other team in Serie A the last couple of years. So they have, they've had quite a bit of cash in their back pocket now at Atalanta. And they don't spend a ton of money either. No. So the money's there. This, this excuse of there not being money in this team, it's, it's no longer there. It's now Gasparini has to start competing with these big teams to start winning these games. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. you got to think management is thinking does, about that. He does, and and uh, it'll be interesting to see them in Europa League now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to make it the competition that much better because Atalanta should be in the Champions League, but that's it. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly that. I told you so. Gasparini, I don't think, is he's showing that he's not good enough at the top level. I think Atalanta has, has really proven me wrong this year. I will say that. I've been very impressed with how they've played. But when it comes down to that all-important game, it's just they fall apart. And it's just it's a mental barrier. But 
I have I have nothing but positive thoughts for this Atalanta team. I actually think with the way they've been playing, with the way they played on the weekend, which we'll talk about, and with the way they show that they can come back in games, I think Atalanta is – I think a trophy is in the cards for Atalanta, and I think it's either going to be a Scudetto run or it's going to be the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, they they should be going into that tournament as the favorites now. Well, there is another team there that's a, that I, that isn't quite disarray. Like a lot of people that that's flying under the radar, uh, non Italian team. So Barcelona is also in the Europa League too. Yeah, for so, those, yeah, that's another. But they're mid table La Liga team, but so is Villarreal, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, Villarreal sitting, I think, twelfth in La Liga. Yeah, so. What what are your thoughts, Nick, on this? Give me your thoughts on Atalanta here. You know, if Atalanta's going to do anything, the time is now. Uh, they cost a lot. They coughed up a lot of points, a lot of leads. And it all went back to that PSG game. I think it was last year or the year before where they were, like, in the lead and they just had to close it out. And if they could just find a way to close it out, I think this team is, uh, is definitely on the brink to be a, a, a top-four team every year in Serie A. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially making runs in Champions League, but the time is now. Yeah, could be, could be. So Atalanta into the Europa League. So let, let's move into the Europa League real quickly. Uh, Lazio not able to overcome Galatasaray, so Lazio finishes second in their group. Um, are, are we surprised by this? No, I think, uh, I, I, are they playing Turkey? Uh, they're playing Galatasaray. I think they're playing in Rome, if I'm not correct. Yeah, they're at the Olympico. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it just goes to show you. It's nice to see Strakosha kind of get his redemption game back against Galatasaray for that mishap. But uh, it just goes to show you in these tournaments and these things, uh, lapses, uh, lapses in concentration, uh, silly mistakes will cost you in the end. Now, they're not completely out of it. I mean, they face nope. second and have to go to playoff. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't think they'll go far in this group. I think uh, Galatasaray had a plan that all they needed was a point to place first. And they and did then, it. Uh, they would, and they did it. They stuck to their plan. They frustrated uh, Lazio. They frustrated Chirio Mobili, which is the best thing you could do to that guy. Is just frustrate him. And yeah. he will not score. So. Speaking of another team that finished second, but they had a really exciting game against Leicester City. Napoli finishing second in their group. So they will go to the play-in, if you will, so the round of 32. What do we think about that game? I mean, they they took Leicester City out. Leicester, they bumped Leicester City down. Like, this group was so exciting. They bumped Leicester City down to the Conference League, and Spartak Moscow wins the group. Yeah, that, it, was a, it was a crazy finish. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm just happy Napoli won, just mainly because after the Milan game on social media, the amount of people that were coming out saying Italy's a finished league, it's a farmer's league, it's no good, it's crap because Milan's the top team in Italy and they're they're getting smashed to a Liverpool D team and all this nonsense. Yeah. I'm just glad Napoli went out there and, and beat Leicester the way they did because it gave City some respect back. No, it did. Uh, because those those comments were were unjustified. You're talking about a Milan team with no experience, the coach has no experience in Champions League. Who got beat by one of the most, the, one of the best teams in Europe right now, right? One of the most untouchable teams in Europe. So that's what I'm most happy about this fixture in the Napoli, that they kind of redeemed some uh, credit for City because if they were to have dropped this point, 
I mean, drop this game along with Atalanta, Milan, and, and Lazio wouldn't have wouldn't have looked so good. But also with this competition, which this is huge for Napoli too to stay in the Europa League because at the rate they're going, yeah, it looks like they possibly could collapse and fall out of the top four with Fiorentina and Juve breathing down their neck. Yeah, and you know maybe the only way they get back in the Champions League for next year, Napoli, is by trying to win this tournament. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you got. I think you got two very capable Italian clubs that can win this tournament in Napoli and Atalanta. I think Lazio's a write-off. Very quickly, we'll move on to the Europa Conference League. Roma shockingly finishing first, winning the group, getting the bye. Thank you, Zoria Luhansk, who tied Bodo Glim. Thank you. Uh, Roma with a big 3-2 win over CSKA Sofia of Bulgaria. Tam Abraham bagging two. Borja Mayoral getting on the score sheet, which was huge. Um, the team is rat- riddled riddled with injuries and suspensions, but uh, we were able to figure out a way to win this game and now win the group. And Jose Mourinho is happier than a pig in shit because we don't have to play this stupid playoff to get into the round of 16 now. We have a bye until March, which is huge for a team like Roma. So is, this, is, this, is this it for us, Jules? I mean, I, in Serie A, I'm not considering us a top four team. So... <laughs> Do we uh, do we make a run at this uh, newly uh, crowned tournament? Oh yeah, Roma. Fuck yeah. Same same reasons as Napoli. They have to. Mourinho won. His, his ego is gonna make him want to win this tournament because he's gonna have his. He's gonna be the first name on the trophy. But number two, we gotta look at who's ahead of Roma, and are any of these teams really gonna give ground? Well, Maybe the only I think team is Lazio. I, I. Well. So you're just gonna finish up in the conference league positions again. If you, if the league if they finish in seventh place, yeah. so once again, if they want to get into Europa League spots, they want to guarantee that they finish in that competition. They got to win that, and there's no reason why they shouldn't. Leicester's now their biggest competition. Exactly, I, think. I was just about Spurs to say they're going to get eliminated because yeah. of the forfeit. But Roma have to. It's easier, I think, for them to win this tournament than finish top uh, six. To be honest. Yeah, and, the teams are too good. And Brian Cristante came out in the media said that their aim is to win the conference league. They're going to make a run in this. Let's hope they do. I'm, you know, I, I City A is kind of a write off for me, I, just with the way things have uh, things have, uh, have gone the past couple of weeks. And uh, you know, this would be this would ease the pain a little bit. We'll 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 see what happens there. But that wraps. And, and, go ahead. But, sorry, and if you look at the conference league, sorry, the money table again. If you look how much, I know it's not a lot, but they've made it's money around six point five million just from playing in the yeah. conference league so far. And you're talking about a, a team with new ownership that's poured tons of millions of dollars to try and balance the books. So you you got to think that that six that extra six and a half million they've made so far has been a nice bonus to have. And that's basically what's kept Mourinho in his job, I think. Yeah. For And that's just now. Wait till they go further, which they should make a deep run. You get even more and it's it's just good. It's positive. It's positive to make a run in these competitions and not talk like Brennan Rogers and say, oh, I don't know what the conference league is. We're too yeah. good for it. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. Well, that, that wraps up Europe for us, guys. So let's move into La Serie A. Let's talk about it. The Derby de la Terna, Sampdoria absolutely smashing Genoa, smashing them on Friday, three to one. Uh, there is no hope for this Genoa team. Uh, Sampdoria look fantastic, but the the one thing I will say before we break down this game, guys, is even though they got smashed three to one, there was a guy that scored for them, 
And I think he's got seven goals already. And that's Matias Destro. So if you're going to be considering Joao Pedro, I'm going to say this every podcast. If you're going to be considering Joao Pedro, who is on the worst team in Serie A, well, next to Salernitana, you need to be considering Matia Destro as well. Enough said there. But guys, take me through this game. If they can't beat Sampdoria, who's was only five points ahead of them at, before this game, who are they going to pick up points against? Salernitana, they only play them twice. They only play them twice, but they got to figure something out. I mean, it's, it's just uh, it, they got to have a turnaround season. I mean, uh, I still think there's hope. I think they got to get uh, their shit together uh, real fast because mm-hmm. uh, this could get ugly, uh, I would say... Uh, after, I'd say uh, I would say a few weeks after the Christmas break, if they haven't picked up uh, two wins and some favors go their way, uh, go their way, uh, it's gonna get ugly real fast. Oh yeah, Jules, it, can uh, she, is Shevchenko last the whole season? Nope, five games already. He's played, scored his first goal in this game. The lineup is horrendous. Leaving Destro on the bench, bringing him on in the 57th minute. Still choosing guys like Andrea Maciello in the back, who's been around for ages. Domenico Crescito still there in the center back position, which I don't think I don't rate him as a center back. You have Salvatore Sirigu in that still. It's a disaster. He was a disaster this game. Yeah, he's been terrible for two years. Italy number three right there. Yeah, like when are we going to move on? Guys like Sturaro don't belong in the Serie A. Goran Pendev, he's done. He's passed it. Legs aren't there. Where's this team going? That's what you have to ask. But you have young talent. On the bench, Johan Vasquez, he should be starting the game. Berasi could be playing the game. There's Matteo Dessler, like I said, should be starting. There are guys that should be starting. No, they have some. Game. They have some great guys. Like I, like I think Cambiaso is one of their bright spots. He is. He uh, he set yeah, up Dessler. Yeah, he's one of their better players. But yeah, the the team selection by Shevchenko, it's it makes no sense. I don't know what he was trying to achieve. What the game plan is, I couldn't. I couldn't see it from what he showed on the field with this team. Yeah. And it, my biggest problem with Sheva. No game plan. And it honestly looks like that Sampdoria, it, it looks like they're going to be playing better with their their owner in prison. That's that's basically what it feels like. The <laughs> pressure's off. That's what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted him yeah. in prison. Apparently, rumor has it that the person he wanted to call from prison was Quagliarella out of all the people. It's strange. Oh, I know. You know what? And know what? They're playing better since Quag has been on the bench. Uh, they have been. They Abidini, have been. This and Caputo. Season. Yeah, Caputo too. He's been. It's a. That's something I'm happy Sampdoria moved on from. Is Pagliarella as good as he's been? Yeah. Italian teams hang on to these guys for way too long. And oh, absolutely. You just got to keep it fresh, and it's, it's good that they're able to use him as an impact sub now. Although he didn't come into this game, but. It's better that he's not starting these games. They no, have other guys that can go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a massive, massive win for Daversa and uh, and Sampdoria and Genoa. Just they seem to be a disaster right now. On to the next game. Fiorentina putting on a clinic. Basic 4 nothing win against uh, a team that is just a nightmare. Salernitana. Terrible um, team. Yeah, this team has no business being in Serie A. No business at all. Vlahovic gets two goals on the board to add to his tally for the season. Bonaventura and Yusef uh, Malay scores. I mean, this this Fiorentina team is now sitting fifth in the league, guys. Yeah. Like, Can they keep it up, though? Can they be consistent with their performances? I mean, they've won they've won three off three on the trot now. So. Uh, yeah. 
That's that's huge for them. They haven't drawn a game this season, which is very interesting. So through 17 games, they're 10 wins, seven losses. They either win or they lose. So it's yeah. it's it, it's really unusual for an Italian team not to have a draw this far into the season. Can Fiorentina guys? Can Fiorentina make a run for top four? I think so. Of course, they're going to need a little bit of help, but of course they do. They have the the benefit of not being in any other competition. It's true. And, and when you got a goal scorer like Dusan Vlavic, the way he's putting in goals, you always have a chance. The team the team is there. They mm-hmm. just got to keep this consistency up, keep winning these games, beat everyone below you, and yeah. try and get some points from the top seven as much as you can. And they will be there. Yeah. They will be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree because if uh, it's you got to beat all the teams below you, but even the ones that are around you, you know, even those – Lazio's and Napoli, you got to get a result from them too if you want to be a contender. Otherwise, uh, you can fall uh, you can fall down the ladder pretty fast. But I yeah. think I think they're able to do it. They just have to go in uh, and play consistent. Uh, right now, I think, to be honest, I think they're more consistent than Napoli. Oh yeah, I th- yeah, all right. I would agree. I would agree. I think that the, this is. I'll have an answer for you. I I think I can answer this question for you guys after after February the sixth. Because when you just looking at Fiorentina's schedule for the next six or seven games, they don't play a top. We, we could and I air quote this top seven team until they play Lazio in February. So they got, but they got two tricky games coming up. They play Sassuolo, Verona. But then they play Udine, then they play Torino, then they play Genoa, then they play Cagliari. So if they can if they can muster wins at all these games before they play Lazio, they're going to be in top four in no time. Yeah. It's, it's a favorable schedule, that's for sure. It's definitely a favorable schedule, but I wouldn't write those two. The first two games for them that's coming up are going to be real tests because those guys are, are, are giant killers right now. But uh, huge for Fiorentina. So, Tana, I don't know about you guys. I got no comments for them. I don't even want to waste my time. They're worse than Crotone. Well, Crotone. are they going to have a better record than Crotone from last year? I don't think no. so. No, they, they stink. I mean, like, Colotuano leads his best player for me off, off on the bench, Federico Bonazzoli. You're, this was your star signing yeah. uh, for the year, and you leave this guy on the bench to to play Frank Ribery over him when that's kind of his position. He likes to take the ball, dribble, he likes to hold on to the ball, create stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't understand, again, leaving your best players on the on the bench. I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's move on to this game, guys. Venezia, Juve. 1-1 one, one so, draw. The first upset of the, uh, the weekend here. Of the many. And it seems like that, that... That little stadium in Venezia is a fortress, man. It is. It's, it's amazing. I love seeing that stadium on TV. It only may it only may ha- fit like ten or fifteen thousand people, but hey, it is a fortress for them. So Juve really dropping the ball here. Um, they were they went up one nothing on Alvaro Morata goal. Uh, was really I was really intrigued to see Luca Pellegrini play in this game. So it was good to see him play. He he's yeah. he's got a lot of potential as a left back. He just hasn't been used, so it was great to see him there. But a guy I want to talk to on the other side about on the other side, 
This is a guy that needs consideration for the international team. I think I've called for him once or twice before. Mattia Aramu has been lights out for Venezia this season. Another stunning goal. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been lights out. Um, you know, he, he was talking, he was in, in interviews talking about why it took him so long to get in the city. Yeah, but he's here now. That's that's what matters. The problem is Mancini doesn't like to play uh, a number ten. I know, but he, but there's there's the thing is there's so few number tens left in the game, yep. and he's one of them. Like you got to nurture number tens like this because they are a dime a dozen. But yeah, uh, he's a great player. Yeah, I in this in this game I think Vanessa obviously the little bit of luck. I think Juve did, did create more chances than them. Oh, for uh, sure they did. They were all over them. Yeah, but you you, you can see as soon as. Allegri's main guy comes off, Paolo Di Bala, that's it. Everything goes out the window. Because his whole plan is lock up the uh, defense and just get it to my best players and hope to create something. And once he lost that big name in the middle of the pitch, Paolo Di Bala could drop deep and dribble and shoot from outside the box, of course. Uh, everything had to go through Juan Cuadrado. Everything went through him. He had to dribble, take shots from ridiculous angles, and unfortunately it didn't go on for him, but the tactics, once again, Allegri has to be questioned. It's not working. No, and it's not. he has to come up with something more than just get the ball to the ball and, and pray that he creates something out of nothing. It's just it's poor coaching as opposed to Theo Paolo Zanetti. He's turning guys like Thomas Henry and Mattia Amaru and into, into star players. Gianluca Busio, Haps on the wing. Sergio okay, Amaro, okay. You know, it's unbelievable what he's done with... Uh, Team who probably has a tenth of the budget of Juve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I'm starting to get the feeling that when teams play Juve, they're not as scared as they once were. I mean, if you look at all these games Juve play, very low scoring. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, they got a they sure up the defense, but there's literally like no firepower, and I don't see how you're going to rely on one person, Paulo Dybala, to channel everything through t- Paulo Dybala. It is ludicrous. It makes no sense. It's like everything's going through that one player, and I don't think teams are as frightened as they once were this year of Juve. I think most teams go in there saying, you know, we might not be able to win, but we could take something from this game. Hundred percent. And Dybala gets injured now every other game, so that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. I mean, Juve now just they're I. I still think they're going to push for top four at the end of the day because I don't think uh, I truly believe Napoli is going to fall off a little bit. And I think Juve just being Juve, although they're not scoring, they're not conceding too many goals. So I think they'll chip away and eventually get to that fourth spot. And once they do, it's going to be very hard for someone to take it back. So although it doesn't look great, I think over time, they're somehow going to get into that fourth spot. That's very, very positive of you to say. I, I, I don't think they, I don't think they can do it. There's two. There's so many teams ahead of them that are better. That are just. They need. A, they need a good January transfer window. It's gonna to be tough. Who, who are you gonna, yeah. who are you gonna bring in? You got to get people off the books before you bring people in. Yeah, they do. Well, like I said, Ramsey. They've already come to agreement he's gonna be gone. Uh, so that's gonna free up quite a bit in wages, I think. Yeah. Well. Let's move on from one upset to another, guys. Udinese, AC Milan. Udine tying 1-1 here with Milan. Zlatan magic. Well, yeah, Zlatan literally 
rescues AC Milan a point from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, he joins the 300 goal club too with, I think, Messi and Ronaldo, something. Yeah, I mean, this another upset. This is another team. They're not ready to win the Scudetto. No, they're not. They, this team, you can see now that the season's been developing what they're missing, and it's obvious right away. I couldn't believe that guys were calling. I never believed the hype, but I mean, Diaz Kaká. It's obvious he's a major hole yeah. in the in the team, and, and the fact that he keeps getting starts yeah. uh, is a big, big mistake by Stefano Pioli. He has to either change the system or get him out of the team and get a better number ten in there, because that's where the game's being lost in the midfield constantly by uh, yeah. Milan. And, and, but to top that off, like even to add on that, there is a guy that they that they got from. Chelsea, who's been a who's been an absolute nightmare for them this season. That's Bakayoko. He hasn't had one decent performance for AC Milan since he went to since he went to Milan. And I guarantee you, Milan is just they're ruining the deal they made with Chelsea for this guy because he's been an absolute disaster. And it's like playing with a man down. I think they thought this is the guy that's going to replace Frank Kessie next year, and boy, were they wrong on this one. Yeah, that is what they're hoping, exactly. But yeah, he's not he's definitely not the, the guy to replace him. No, definitely not. And the other thing too, I mean, even though he did score in the ninety second minute, I mean Zlatan had so many chances in this game and he just he couldn't bury them. He couldn't bury them. I think he's I think as great of a player he is, he is starting to show his age. And yep. I think he's better he's he's a better bit part player in that he can give you a great thirty minutes. I don't think this guy is warranted this, uh, a designated starter anymore. No, I don't think so. It's, no. it's either you sell him or get him off your books. You've got Olivier Giroud, I think, who who should be the backup. And you sign a, yeah. a, a good young striker who's going to give you a strong 90 minutes. Well, they have a good... throughout the season. They have a good young striker sitting there. People forget that Pietro Pellegrini is on this team. But he, he just, got injured again. I know. I know. Game. But still, it's... That's a guy that can possibly do it because he's been he's been non-existent since he left Genoa for Monaco. Yeah. But on the other side, guys, Beto, one of the most informed players in Serie A, strikes again. He does. Nice yeah. goal. Yeah. Nice goal. Dulufeu almost chipped in on a nice goal too. This could have easily been a two to two to one victory for Udinese. Yeah, Udinese should have won. The amount of chances they missed in this game was unbelievable. They. They should feel hard done by because, yeah, they should have walked away with three points. They, the finishing was poor from them in the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I guess it's a, it's a good draw against one of the top four teams. Big for them. I mean, we've, we've been saying, they? they're not, they're not bad enough to go down, but they're nowhere good enough to stay to, up to, to like challenge a top four, right? Like they're, yeah. they're going to be a mid table team that's going to punish a few, a few clubs and, and that's it. And to me, it feels like it, Getting rid of Gotti and going with his assistant is a lateral move because he's just more of the same for me. That, that's yeah. my opinion of it. Exactly. It's just a different face. It's the same. But you know what? I saw some, something I liked at the end. Isaac's success. Yeah. You know what? I like seeing that hunger. He took out Manyan through an elbow into him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not going to injure him. So if it was, it was, if it was something dirty where he was going to try and injure the goalie, obviously I wouldn't like it. But he just, you know, he's, Show him maybe a little bit more aggression than under what Gossi had uh, the new coach Chofi. So I like to see that 
food and he was flying at the tackles and they showed hunger to win the game. Um, that's the one little thing I noticed, which I like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's, so with that said, guys, let's move on to the next game. Torino beating Bologna 2-1. to one. Torino continuing their strong home form. Bologna showing yet again that when you when an opportunity presents itself, they just choke. Yep. So, guys, what do we like, Nick? What do we think? What do we think about Bologna here? Bologna pretenders, or are they for real? Uh, they're pretenders. I don't think. Uh, I think games like this, you got to get at least a result out of. Uh, I think they're nowhere near where they're uh, hyped to be. Yeah, I don't. I, I just can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it either. Uh, Torino. <laughs> Torino playing very good at home. If they could get some results on the road, this team would be up there. So what's the problem here, Juliano? problem is, is Judic sometimes is not to take the handbrake off his team and sometimes he's okay. too critical of them. Um, because he's a defense coach first. He's always worried about not losing the game. He doesn't play to win. That is his major problem right now. And uh, I think if he gets them to play more free-flowing, you'll see a better team, but is he willing to risk his defensive approach to uh, pick up a few more points? I don't know, but that to me, that's his biggest okay. uh, problem. Well said. But they get the win. They sit in their mid-table obscurity. Uh, Bologna had a chance for seventh place, but they will sit in mid-table obscurity as well. On to the next game, Atalanta beating Verona in Verona. Uh, coming back from one nothing down, Giovanni Simeone continues his incredible run in Serie A, but at the same time, still yeah. wasn't enough. Uh, Atalanta capitalizing, bouncing back with uh, Miranchuk and Miners scoring goals for Atalanta. And Atalanta wins 2-1, to one, and Atalanta continues their climb up the table. They are three points from the summit, which is the top, and they are now in third place, guys. What do we think about Atalanta here? I think it's more or less the same. I thought there wasn't much between the two teams. Hellas uh, Verona played pretty good. It could have gone either way the game. Neither team really created too many outstanding chances just because of good defensive display. I thought, uh, you know, Gasparini did make a little tweak in the lineup. He were two the same thing. He dropped Lasagna in a number 10 position, which was kind of cool to see uh, him play that role as opposed to playing as the Mm-hmm. You know, the spearhead in the attack. But uh, very even teams. It could have gone either way. Uh, and I think that goes to show, you know, Tudor, how good of a coach he is because this team is nowhere near the level of Atalanta. And the fact that he could go toe-to-toe with Gasparini, I think, shows gives yeah. Tudor more points than anything. Absolutely. Uh, than Gasparini. Absolutely. Uh, on to the next game. Another upset, guys. Empoli beating Napoli in Napoli. one nothing. Empoli is, sitting, Empoli sitting seventh in the city. Yeah, guys. Is Empoli the real deal? What is this? Three games from three? Uh, the, I don't think they're the real deal, but <laughs> no, they, yeah, I, they, they've lucky, got three. They got win. three games in a row, though. They won. They've uh, they've won in their last four. They've won three. They've drawn one. Yeah. So they're on a pretty good run. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a lucky goal, though. I mean, I think uh, Spina punched it. Or no, who was it? Someone headed it off the back of Kudrone's head and it bounced into it. And that's something crazy. That was a that was a difference in the game. But uh Napoli, this is what they're doing. They're they've been terrible. They're out of form 
I think they've fallen apart in a span of a month and a half. Uh, it's just the wheels have completely fallen off, and this is what we've been waiting for. How is Spalletti? You know, it's, it's easy when things are going well, and it's easy to throw anybody out there. But the second you got a little bit of, you know, adversity in your team, how are you going to cope? And Spalletti obviously is showing he's yeah. not doing a good job of it. Kulabali's been missing, yes. Ozyman's been missing. Yeah, but those guys are going to those guys are going to miss an additional uh, month too when the, the African Cup of Nations happens, right? Exactly. Exactly. So he's got to. He's got to figure something out. The fact that he keeps leaving guys like Politano on the bench, it's, I don't know. I think Politano could provide something. I think he's he's missing something yeah. here, uh, Spalletti. And he's, he's, yeah, he has to figure it out. He's had so many games out with Ozyman and, and Koulibaly, mm-hmm. and it's taken him a bit too long to make the tweaks. Because this is unacceptable. you got to be winning these games if you're going to win the title. You went from first to now yeah. fourth place. In a span of a month, it's unbelievable. Oh, they are clearly pretenders. So They're quick. not contenders. I think we got our answer now. Remember, we said. Do you think no? You think they're finished? No, they are finished. They are absolutely finished. I think this is one game that's uh, really going to hurt them, demoralize them. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's. They're just, Especially the way the other teams are playing, like Inter, which we'll get into. But uh, I mean, if you if you want to challenge, you got you got to be at the other levels too. Yeah, they're just for me when I look at them, they're just such a mentally weak team. Like when they're on the line and they, and they got to get over that that finish line, I don't feel like there's anyone in this team that can drag them across. Uh, that's their biggest problem. They do not have that leader no. in the team to do that. Like, for instance, Lorenzo Insigne, he did as much as he could when he came on. But for all his flair that he provides yeah. and everything, it's the same crap all the time. Ball on the left, cut in, shoot far post. Like, do something different. Run at a guy, create something, do something besides your cut in and shoot from the... You know, it's it's too... It's the same thing from that guy all the time. And, and all the players, you can't do yeah. the same. It's the same thing from all these guys. None of them have this... There's no word to describe it, but no one has the capability of dragging this team across the finish line when they are in a troubling yeah. situation. I've never seen it uh, for the longest time. Even in the Lovetsky, Lovetsky days, this team has never had this feel about them. They're so weak and fragile of a team, I find. And they got no yeah, confidence. That's the pivot. Zero confidence when things go back. Pretenders, no doubt. Let's move on to the next game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chokers. Let's move on Chokers. to the next game. Another, I don't know if you call this an upset. It's not really a surprise. Sassuolo winning 2-1 to one over Lazio. That tried in yet again. Berardi, Scamacca, Raspadori strikes again. I I just think they're sending, again. they're constantly sending messages to Roberto Mancini. And I hope he's, I hope he's absorbing them because they're just, those guys, those that top three is on fire right now. They're on fire right now. I mean, yeah. they are, and and people look at them like we look at where Sassuolo is real quickly. They're they're sitting twelfth in the league, okay. And this is not a team that is deserved of that position. They they should be much higher. And they dropped two games that they should have won. I think to Empoli and Udinese earlier this season. Had they won those game, guys, they would be right up there in sixth place with Juventus. Like that's how. That's how critical games are this season. So 
to me, Sassuolo is not a 12th place team in Serie A. They are a team that should not be taken lightly. Um, on and 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 they're they are one of the most entertaining teams to watch in City A. If you got to watch a game, you don't know what you're going to watch. You got to watch Sassuolo. They are just they're they're incredible to watch. Absolutely incredible. Um, Lazio, on the other hand, I really couldn't give a shit about them, but uh, you know they're just like I said, like we've been saying, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They 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 have they're like a they're like they're a roller coaster with so many peaks. Like they have so many ups and downs. It's, yeah, they do. The game could have ended in a John Thomas Bassett hit in the crossbar at the end. So they're a little bit unfortunate in that. But yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> they are. They're they so are. weird. Yeah, I guess it's growing pains. You signed it. You signed up for a project with Maurizio Sadi. So he's gonna be there for a while, and uh, you just have to believe in the project i guess well if uh if lazio continue this way and they go further down the table is uh or is uh people like uh savage are they are they fleeing ship after this i think savage yeah this, yeah savage he's gonna be i think he's gonna be gone i think you'll probably see him in a uv shirt yeah in the next couple of years I've, to be honest if I've, they if they can afford him but yeah so something either like that, that or the premier league on to the penultimate game of the match day 17, but still one to play tomorrow. Inter, 4 nothing victors over Cagliari. Inter, top of the table, where they belong. <laughs> where they belong, setting a record. I was waiting for that. On target in a game. I was waiting for that. Yeah. They, Tell me how you're feeling. Listen, Inter, I feel great. The air is fresh <laughs> at the top of the mountain right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 amazing. This was a huge statement when they got to see all the results play out. They got to see Milan drop points, Napoli drop points, Juve drop points. All their you know their rivals for the Scudetto for the most part all drop points. And this was a statement when uh, I thought it was going to be one of those tricky games for them, but they made an easy meal. I just got to talk to about Simone Inzaghi, how much I underestimated him at the beginning of the season. Now we still do got a long way to go, but he is getting a lot of credit because uh, a lot of people questioned whether you can make that jump from Lazio to Inter. Looks like he has. That was the biggest thing. Um, and it, yeah, it looks like he has. He's, he's somehow managed to make Barella play better. He's brought the best out of Alexis Sanchez and that's testament to his coaching. He was able to take it another level up from Conte no. and not a lot of guys can do that. Um, so Simone Inzaghi just has to keep it up, and if they win the Scudetto, he's going to go down as one of the best coaches in Italy. He's going to be highly sought after, and hopefully they can just keep him. Uh, but in regards to the game itself, uh, if I have to say one negative, Lautaro has to be taken off the penalties. This is another penalties missed when Kalinoglu, uh, I love the camera angle the cameraman got on the penalty shot, because Kalinoglu was looking right over Lautaro's shoulder, and you could tell in his face he, he felt like he should be the one taking the shot. And he has to be. Because Lautaro Martinez, he's one of the worst finishers in the game. Although he scored a, a beautiful goal, he misses so many chances. Um, and, and penalties, you cannot be messing them up the rate he does. But Inter, they look unstoppable. I don't think anybody can stop them in the league. And it's just 
it's amazing to see. I don't know what else to say. It's yeah, everything's just, perfect right now. With them. They're firing on all cylinders. They 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 look unstoppable. They do. No no one has no one has anything on them. The way they gel, the way they combine, the striker combinations up top. They have Joaquin Correa, Jacko, Alexis Sanchez, Lautaro Martinez. No one has no. four goal scorers in their team up top like that. Uh, it's just everything's there. It's it the is. perfect team right now. Thoughts on Inter, Nick? Oh, for Syria. For Syria. For Syria. Yeah, I think. Sorry? I think. I, I remember when. I remember as soon as Milan uh, drew and Napoli lost. I text Jules. I said, "Hey, how do you feel being number one?" And the game wasn't even played yet, but that's how confident <laughs> I was. Yeah, keep in mind it was Cagliari. Yeah, but um, I mean, I watched that game, and I mean, right in, right in the start of the game, Inter was taking it to them. You know. Like, they knew that, you know, they were going to win, and they were going to win big that night. And uh, the Chanonoglu goal from outside the box, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as oh my God. the defenders backed off and they gave him some room to shoot, I knew, I knew it was coming because you can't give a guy like that space and time to pick out a corner. It's just deadly, right? It's just not good for you. But I do think Inter is... Uh, Probably as we're fit as we're coming up to the uh, Christmas break, there, I think it's finally the team that deserves that deserves to be number one is up there. I must admit, uh, just in terms of quality, uh, playing style, how they're grinding out results, um, and it's not just grinding out results. I mean, they're winning and they're winning comfortably in Syria, and uh, they're putting on a performance. So. Yeah, no, no one comes close to their goals for. Uh, you know, one one thing too, Hakim Chalanoglu, he's been outstanding. I just hope Simone Inzaghi doesn't make him so good that one he doesn't <laughs> talk to say Turkey that he's not popping yeah. in those goals. Well, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of skeptical uh, criticism about Chalanoglu coming to Inter. Uh, whether how would fit the cut? I think he's done. Oh, Jules is one of them. Yeah, and I, I was too, but. Uh, I didn't want him because for me he has a reputation of being a little bit of a showboaty player, a hot dog. He doesn't put in the effort. Well, let's he hope that's like just for Turkey he, and not uh, Inter. Just so. sees himself. <laughs> yeah, he sees himself as a set piece specialist, but he has added. Tony Zaghi's added so much to his game that no. he didn't even display at Milan. And Inter, one of their biggest weaknesses in the team is they don't score enough goals from midfield, and he yeah. now is providing that. Something they were missing from last season. Last season they relied way too much on Lukaku getting all the goals and goals from the wing backs. Now there's literally everyone in this team can get a goal. You can get a goal from from center back. And I mean, I also and, noticed Bastoni. You know, they're and, playing the ball and Bastoni's whipping around balls like left, right, and center oh, as if he's like a he's playing the Pirlo role in defense. You he's know? amazing. And uh, yeah, that, that's what yeah Christian and I were talking about this. Bastoni. He, yeah, he's literally a midfielder. He's one of the. There was a little clip too they showed in slow motion where he, I think he dribbled through like two or three guys on the on the left wing. He he is phenomenal. He is he is literally a midfielder uh, yeah. that plays in the left center back position. He's by far the best Italian defender we have. Would the you guy say has he's, everything. And how how he doesn't start for the duty, uh, I have no freaking clue. Or reminds you similar uh, he, of, those, of those, you know, those tackles and those and those runs. Nah, he's, he's no, not he's not there. He he's more okay. to me. He's more like a midfielder, but he can play outstanding defense. He's not 
He's not Maldini. To yeah, me, he's yeah, a better. Not, he doesn't. He's a better version of Benucci. Because is sending those balls, but I like Bastoni. Yeah, Bastoni. He has more. He can whip in different types of balls, like we saw in the Juve game. Uh, but Benucci, like you said, all he, he does the, the yeah. diagonal pass. That's what he's amazing at. But Alessandro Bastoni, he gets. He can pit. He can spread the ball through a, and. See, Benucci will do Benucci will do the long ones, but I think Bastoni can split defenders as well with those passes. Yeah, and he gets he gets involved in the attack. That's the thing. You got guys like Deola, so he, you know, Mazzotti was crazy enough to try and go man for man with with Inter, <laughs> number one. I don't know what the hell he was thinking there. And then you got Deola, so it's not enough. He has to worry about Kalinoglu because that's his man for man. But then you have Bastoni pinching in there in between the in the space, getting in between Kieta Balde. Balanova, the all he was always getting in that space and and putting even Martin Cáceres under pressure. That's why that whole side, no one can deal with that that kind of trident of Alexis Sanchez, Kalinoglu, and Bastoni. They couldn't deal with them because Bastoni's movement is just outstanding. And then you saw Walter Mazzari, he takes Cáceres off uh, because he was so he was terrible in the game. He got absolutely annihilated. But that's because Walter Mazzari is uh, I don't know like. You play three fights too, and you match the other team. A team that's fifty times better than you're gonna go match the man for man is the the worst mistake you can make. So I don't understand. How Absolutely. That so that basically wraps up match day seventeen. Uh, we have one more game tomorrow. Uh, Roma playing Spezia tomorrow to, for the last final game in match day seventeen. So after Roma wins tomorrow, they should be in sixth, seventh place anyway. So <laughs> we'll be back in the top seven. <laughs> back in the conference league spot. But anyways, guys, let's move on to match day 18. Let's preview it real quickly. Uh, this is the second last match day before the Christmas break. So very important match day. And it all kicks off on Friday, December the 17th, because we have some Coppa Italia going on in the midweek. Uh, but let's just jump right into match day 18. Uh, it all starts with Lazio Genoa. Lazio at home. Do we even give Genoa a chance here? Or do we just give Lazio the three points? No, I say uh, Lazio. Nope. Uh, Lazio, uh, this is uh, a morale booster for Lazio right now. Hands down. So Lazio's. I think all three of us are saying Lazio win here. Uh, another walkthrough should yeah. be Salernitana is hosting Inter. My God, what a massacre this is going to be. <laughs> I'm well, taking Inter do hands we see, down. Do we see some <laughs> rotation? Does uh, Inzaghi do some rotation? Of course. Maybe. Maybe, of course. Uh, Why wouldn't you? Well, Why you know, you? just uh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, Chinaga Glue wants to have, uh, you know, uh, a rest <laughs> that day. You know, he, he put such a performance. You know, maybe, uh, he wants gotta, to go, maybe he wants to he go has some, an entire uh, week. training in Turkey. <laughs> no way. He throws a couple of Turkish That's coffees good. down his mouth and he goes. Perfect. He has an entire week to recover. He's going to be good. No rotation. We need... You don't take a chance, no. even though Inter it's not last. You don't take a so chance. So we all say, we all say Inter. I'll say Inter. Okay, now Saturday Oof. starts with a massive game here. Atalanta hosting Rome. It is massive. Is it massive? No, we don't know what's gonna. We happen. know what's gonna happen. <laughs> this is it for Jose Mourinho right here. You gotta, get, you gotta win this game. This is where you need the three points against Atalanta. And when Roma lose them, what happens? I don't know anymore, Jules. I'm just so broken <laughs> as a Roma fan. I don't know how you're feeling, Nick. Uh, I, uh, I I don't even I don't even like. I guess Conference League is a term. I guess it's all right. <laughs> I mean, okay. I guess. 
<laughs> so Atalanta obviously wanted to push for challenging the Scudetto because they think they can make a run. I think they can make a run. Um, so Atalanta wanted to keep their dominance here and Roma just trying to find their way back in. Uh, back into the top five, top six, maybe top four. Who who freaking knows? Mourinho's going to come out. He's going to come out defensive. We had a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of players out for this game for Roma. Do we give Roma a chance here, guys? What what are your thoughts on this game? Atalanta have lost one game in the last 13, so (laughs) good luck to Roma. I I never want to see my team go down, but I think this is more of – if Atlanta lose this game, then uh, they uh, don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, they fall down from first place. They gotta basically. They gotta keep pace with Inter now and the other guys. No, they definitely do. I mean, Roma. Can we afford another loss on our record? I mean, I mean, if we're if we're going for Conference League, then I guess so. Well, I do disagree with you guys. I think we're gonna turn people on the heads now. We're gonna win this game. Come on, yeah. Porto Roma forever, always. So I'm, I'm taking. I know you two are taking Atalanta. I'm taking Roma in this game. All right. Um, on to the next game. Wait, wait, wait. The last time Roma won this fixture was, was in a long time ago, 2017. Well, something's got to give. August this. 20th. So. Something, something's got to give. <laughs> on to the next game. Bologna hosting Juve here. Juve really needing a win here. Bologna at home. How do you guys see this? This is gonna, this is gonna be an interesting clash because uh, Bologna, they could bring themselves one point behind Juve, right? And it's kind of been flirting with each other in, in regards to how close they've been on the table all season. So I think it's gonna be very. Yeah, even I'll probably game. go with the tie on this one. Although Juve is gonna Juve. They are gonna Juve. I'm gonna take Juve in this game. All right. Bologna is gonna have an opportunity, and they're gonna choke yet again. So. Juventus for me. For me, it depends on if, if Dybala makes it back in time for this game, then uh, I think easy Juve win. But if Dybala is missing, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a challenge for them. That's all. I don't I don't know who's gonna win, but it's not gonna be easy no, for Juve not. if Dybala's not there. Um, on to the next game. Cagliari hosting Udinese. Does anybody care about this game? You know, I could say uh, I could see. Uh... Uh, Udine coming in with uh, a good victory. I think uh, Galieri is uh, just really bad. Yeah, they're terrible. Jules, what do you think? I think it probably ends in a draw. Yeah, I'm gonna me. say I'm gonna think, say draw yeah. too. Uh, draw. On to the next game, Fiorentina hosting Sassuolo. This is gonna be an entertaining game. And this is what I'm talking about. If Fiorentina, if Fiorentina want to make a push. Right, these are the teams you got to stay consistent the, this about. This is the game you got to win. Yeah, hundred percent. This 100%. is the team you got to stay consistent about. And if you drop this game, well, then uh, then how can we take you seriously, really? No, for me, I think it's going to be four wins in a row for Fiorentina. They're at the Artemio Franchi, and uh, as entertaining, it's going to be a lights out game. I think it's going to be like three to two, four to three. It's going to be that high scoring. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, Fiorentina and Vlahovic are going to be the difference. So for me, Fiorentina. What about you guys? I say, Fiore, me, I say Fiorentina. Jules. <sighs> Tough. I know Fiorentina have a big zero on that draw column, but I think it's going to – I think it'll end up in a draw. Okay. So but it's going to be an exciting, exciting game. 
It will be. It will be. If you're, it, it, that's the early game on Sunday morning. So wake up for that one. Yeah. Grab an espresso, a cornetto. It's Christmas time. Grab a piece of panettone and watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next game. Pandoro for the. <laughs> oh yeah, Pandoro for the. Yeah. Like Pandoro. Yeah, forgot about those. <laughs> or if you got Costco's, got some panettones that are filled with mascarpone cheese. Make sure you get some of those too. Those are really good. Um, anyways, on to the next game. Spezia hosting Empoli. This is where Empoli overtakes Roma in the standings. Oh my god, Nick. I kid you not. Oh so my Spezia god. Spezia beat Roma and then Empoli beat Spezia. Yeah, that's it. This is it. Is it gonna be four games in a row for Empoli? No, it's not. You don't think so? No, I think this is where Spezia capitalizes on something. So I'm gonna say Spezia's gonna win this game. Okay. What about you guys? I don't I'm know. Gonna go, I'm gonna go Empoli. I'm gonna go Empoli too. All right. Well, you guys like to be different tonight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Next game: Torino at home to Verona. And Jurich against his former team here too. That's true. What do we think is gonna happen? It's gonna be a battle of two Croatians. Ugh. Yeah. Let's just say in the last eight fixtures they played against each other, seven of them have ended in draws. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> I know it wasn't these coaches at the Helms for uh, at these appointments, but I don't know. Does Hellas Verona, you, you tell me, Christian, do you think Hellas Verona, Igor Tudor, does he have the keys to unlock the Torino defense? I think so. They're, they're extremely high scoring. Um, I don't think they've been held off the score sheet in how long? It's been a long, yeah, it's long time. It's been a while. And I don't think Ivan Juric has the, has the ability to stop to stop Igor Tudor's team, especially with how they've been firing. So for me, I think it's going to be a draw, but it's going to be a it's going to be a it's going to be like a one one two two draw. Like there's no way Torino's going to hold Hell's Verona off the sheet off the score sheet. What about I, you guys? I agree. You look at Hell's Verona; they have 33 goals in the season. You look at all the teams out. around them in the mid table; no one comes close. <laughs> so their lights out. They they do belong higher up the table. I think they are at the level attacking wise of an Atalanta. So they are one of the best attacking teams in the league, uh, which I think will be enough to enough to get past Torino. Okay. Uh, Torino being one of the better defensive teams, but I think offense wins this game. Okay, Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Torino home loss. I think Alas uh, Verona just have the firepower. And I'm dare to say it, I think Lasagna's going to get on the score sheet. Oh, my God. That's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. Well, listen, if Lasagna gets on the score sheet, I bet we're going to get a blizzard the following week. So. <laughs> and we'll the crazy what... thing is there are only one point difference between the two of them. They're literally on top of each other on the table as yeah, well. well you got to think where Verona started in the yeah. first three games. They were like they were a disaster. So they've they've done well to get to where they were, where they are. Um, next game, Sampdoria hosting Venezia. What do we think here, guys? What do we think, Nick? What do we think about Sampdoria and Venezia? Man in prison, no problem. Let's play footy. I think Sampdoria is going to win this one. Okay. I think uh, Venezia has... Uh, they've had a good, uh, a few, uh, a good run with uh, some decent results, but I think uh, away from home, they're horrible. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. I think, I think Sampdoria is going to win this game. Giuliano? Yeah, I agree. I'm glad should win this game. All right. And then the match day ends off with this cracker. AC Milan hosting Napoli. I love it. 
Oh, they're going to kill each these other. These are two teams where both of them have to bounce back somehow. Yeah, and they're both they're both pissed off by what happened this weekend. Yeah. And you have to bounce back in your next game against each other. That yeah. is crazy. That is crazy. So, Giuliano, take me through this game. Well, first of all, in this game, you look at the record, Spalletti versus Pioli. Ten times they've played each other. Stefano Pioli has never beaten Spalletti, ever. Spalletti comes out on top, easy with seven wins, three draws between the two in a head-to-head. So, one, that's a big strike against uh, Milan right there. I So, you can look at histor- historically, uh, Spalletti has the advantage there. Big thing is those Kulabali and Ultiman. I think they're going to try and rush him for this game to come back. And whether he's going to be fit, it's going to play a huge role. Um, I have to be as an Inter fan. I hope they cancel each other out and it ends in a draw. Uh, both teams, though, they they're not looking at their top right now. Uh, they both look to be struggling for goals, and I think neither team is going to want to lose this game. So I I, I really do think it's going to come in the draw because they're both going to be very scared. And uh, a loss for either team here could spell the end of their season. So that's yeah. why. So. I think you're going to see a very cautious draw in this game, personally. Nick, what do we think? Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, they're probably going to be very cautious. But out of the two teams, I think Napoli needs this win the most. I mean, they got, uh, they had a big fall from grace from first to fourth. And I think if they have any chance of getting back into it, this is the game. So I'm probably going to have to go with Napoli on this one. Uh, this is tough. This is tough. Napoli are Napoli are a disaster right now, in my opinion. Um, but so AC Milan's is is not that much better, to be honest with you. But I think the fact that Inter Milan has now passed them has really pissed them off and has really motivated them to do something. And because they're at home at the San Siro, this is the game you got to go for. I think AC Milan's got to go for it. I think Pioli's got to break his duck against Spalletti. At the end of the day, we got to remember the teams that Pioli was coaching before, before he got here, and with the teams that Spalletti was coaching before he got here too, right? Yeah. So, you know, my example is like Pioli was coaching Fiorentina. He was uh, Fiorentina when they were when they were just a mid-table team. Like he he predominantly had mid-table teams where Spalletti had was developing champions in Rome while. Was trying to develop champions in Roma and Inter, and so he had he had some big clubs. So that's why that record is so good, in my opinion. So I think this is where Pioli but, breaks his duck. But Pioli had, if you look, he had Fiorentina before he had Inter, Lazio. So no, I know those are know. pretty good teams too. This is the best team he's ever had, and I yeah. don't think he's going to screw it up. I think the fact that Inter is top of the table and the pre- the pre- amount of pressure on AC Milan now to keep up with Inter and not make that mistake uh, is huge. So for me, I think AC Milan is going to win this game. All right. One and thing that, to look, there's, good, there's almost guaranteed to be a red card in this game. Uh, last three games have all had red cards in them. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a cagey match 100%. Oh, 100% for sure. 100% for sure. So, I mean, that sums up match day 18. Um, that basically sums up today's episode. I mean, it's been uh, 
it's been quite a roller coaster today. A lot of just the upsets this weekend. I mean, the table is just. I mean, this is this is going to go down in the city season as the pivotal weekend. I think this is the weekend that changed the season for a lot of teams. Oh, hands down, hands down. Good thing a we haven't played yet. Results. Good thing we <laughs> haven't played yet. So that makes a big difference. God, um. But yeah, this is the second last match day until the Christmas break. Next, uh, next, uh, next week are the final games just before the Christmas break, and then so we will have a winter champion, if you will. Um, and that basically sums up today's podcast. Uh, enjoy the games next week. Enjoy some of the Coppa Italia fixtures. Uh, it is the round of thirty-two, I believe. That's playing or round of sixteen, one or the other. It's it's I think really it's round of sixteen because they they only do Serie A, Serie B teams now. Okay, so it's round of sixteen. So enjoy those games this week. Um, we'll definitely start breaking down Coppa Italia as we get into the nitty gritty of it. It's still too early to call. Um, but uh, thank you, Nick, so much for joining us again. We You're really welcome. appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I always love welcome. coming on here. We love having you on. We love having you on. Um, and uh, thanks to all our listeners uh, for listening to us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh, follow us, subscribe, and like our videos on YouTube. And uh, we appreciate the support as always. And until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao, ciao. And stay tuned for the draw tomorrow. Ciao. Yes, stay tuned for the draw. Ciao. Yeah, yeah, yeah.